The following podcast contains adult content. It is not suitable for minors, professional settings, or the faint of heart. The stories you're about to hear are recorded live at Petra's in the historic Plaza Midwood, Charlotte, North Carolina. Foreplay Goes South is open mic storytelling. Hosted monthly by Metanoia, attendees share their intimate, sultry, salacious tales. Tonight's stories follow five storytellers through their adventures of new beginnings and backdoor escapades. had this story uh, at the last foreplay on St. Patrick's Day, I think, last year. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to have the balls to do it the next one. And then world pandemic, fuck it all up. Um, but this is the story about how I lost a butt plug and a Dom's ass. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so this man and I, been, I think, I want to say it was Tinder that we were talking back and forth on. Uh, and, and he just asked me, what are you into? And I was like, well, if I'm being honest, I kind of like really, kind of like putting it in a guy's butt, you know, just a little bit of that control. And I'm like, you come harder. So come on, like, what's the problem? And he's like, I don't know. Like, that's, that's really unmasculine. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm not, I'm not asking for it. I'm just saying I like it. So we keep talking and we're planning a session where he's going to come over and fuck me in, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, and he keeps asking me, he's like, now do you really want to play with my ass? And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't want to like, don't make this a thing. Like, if you're uncomfortable with it, you've also, he's expressed to me, never, not a finger, not a pinky, not nothing, not even doing anything to his own ass. So this man, 20 minutes before he pulls up to my house, says, I want you to pull out a toy for me to put in. And I said, okay. So I pull out my toys that I use. And I have my little plugs to the side. And he's like, I want that. And I'm like, that, I don't, I think that's gonna bend. I don't, I don't know. I've, I, need, I need something longer that has like a stopper. I've never put something inside of someone else that doesn't have a stopper. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. Uh, so he gets there, this man smelling like some dank ass weed. And I'm like, fuck yes, I'm gonna get the smoke up and fuck this man's ass. Great day. So I get face fucked. He's like doing it all to me. And he's like, all right, I want you to put a little bit in. And so I play with it a little bit. We do it a little. He comes super hard. He's like, oh my God, that's the best come I've ever had. And I'm like, I fucking know, bitch. That's why I fucking told you. Uh, and I'm just saying, all right, yeah, cool. So we go out back, hanging out with my dog, smoking a blunt. And then he's like, I think I want to do that again. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. But, but if you want to, I need to use like my real, it's a small dildo, but I need to use the actual dildo, not the toy. Because it gets a little, you know, wet down there, uh, if you're doing it right. And uh, so we go upstairs and we're having a good time. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And he starts to like shove my hand uh, further in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then so like, great sex, get face fucked, love it, you know, all the good stuff. And then I'm, I'm starting to clean up. He's about to go home. And I'm like, 
yo, where's my plug? <laughs> and the only reason I'm worried is I'm like, all right, I have a dog. He's going to find that shit. And then I'm going to wake up to him licking some man's asshole butt plug. And I don't want that licking my face when I first wake up in the morning. Um, so I'm like, I also, during this fucking, had thrown my glasses aside, blind to the bat. So I'm crawling on the floor being like, this bitch got to be somewhere. And then joking like, ha, 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 what if Leo took it? Oh, my God. And then I'm like, you, uh, you don't think it's still in you, right? And he's like, I don't feel it. And I'm like, wouldn't you know if there's still something inside of your ass if you've never even had a pinky in there? He's like, I don't know. So I convinced this man to get on the toilet and try it. And he's like, oh my god, no, I feel it. But I can't get it out. So my strong ass self, being a nurse's daughter, says, all right. Leo, get out of the room. I shut the door, and I make him get on all fours while I dig inside there and pull that shit out. That poor man. He was like, would it have been better or less embarrassing to go to the hospital? And I was like, I don't know, dude, because he lost it as soon as I took it out. Because, you know, there's a little, little stuff on it. He was like, oh, that was in me? And I'm like, bruh, that's nothing. Don't, don't do that. Um, so we're smoking and talking afterward, and he's like, haha, so funny. Then, out of nowhere, you know, he goes home. Everything's, I'm like, oh, super sorry, that was awkward. That sucks. Don't know, don't know how to tell you. It never happened to me. Told you not to use the little plug. But, but we didn't listen to me. Uh, and he stops talking to me for about six months. Didn't hear anything. And then, about every three months for the past six months, this man has hit me up, asking me to please, to please, have a session with me again. And I just think it's hilarious because his reasoning for the last time that he couldn't hang out was he was moving. So yeah, that's the, uh, that's the story of how I lost That was Chuck Baby, who shares her plug and her tales on her 30th birthday. Next storyteller navigates kink in her budding relationship. And it's alright. I'm really nervous. It feels like my first time all over again. I feel very, very nervous about this. But this is an origin story. Um, it's a story about how you know when it's the real thing. Very serious, very serious business. So about 18 months ago. I'm single, and I'm you know doing the online dating thing. It's just slightly pre-pandemic before it's happening, and I I don't know if any of you here have had this experience, but when you're single and you're trying to do the online dating thing, and but you're really really fucking dirty, and you you have certain needs, you know, like I experimented with various different ways of bringing this to people's attention. It's very serious. Like sometimes I would wait a couple of dates and see if I liked the person, and then I would try and work it into the conversation and sometimes I would just hit them with it up front. So like with varying degrees of success I kind of went back and kept trying. So this time I'm in one of my really upfront moods. So we have a couple of hours of texting conversation, everything's going really well. And I'm like, listen, so just before you seem cool, so just need to let you know a few things and I, you know, sort of not in, in a fair, you know, fairly scientific manner, you know, not to turn the conversation into a bunch of sexy, but like, this is the kind of stuff I'm into. And he was okay with it, so we kept going. So we, we go out a few more times, everything's going really nicely, 
Um, he comes around for dinner, and we're quite middle-aged, so we do things like we go to antique shops, and it's really, I mean, it was really cool. We're having a great time. Everything's going well. And I'm sort of really starting to catch the feelings for this person. And, you know, and we've had sex, and it's going, it's really good. Like, you know, generous, lots of orgasms, super successful. Um, but we haven't really ventured into the really dirty, fun, violent kind of stuff that I like yet. Um, and he comes around one evening. I think, I don't remember what happened for most of the evening, but we, maybe we eat something, we hang out, and we start getting down to it, and we're, we're making out, it's going really well, I'm getting really turned on, then I'm on my knees, and he's fucking my face really aggressively, probably happened, probably didn't happen quite so like, you know, A to B, uh, with a few things in between, and I this is, this is really, really, feel like this is going well, this might be the time. And I didn't like to spring this on him out of the blue as a reminder. Like, I laid the groundwork and I look up and I'm like, I want you to slap me. I want you to hit me. And there's this moment, slight, slight hesitation, and then he does it like, really hard. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> and that was the moment that I knew it was the real thing. Yeah! Up next, Goddess Rainy spices things up when she brings her kitchen into her playroom. I now identify as a dominatrix. unicorn outfits and we had like magical unicorn lights everywhere and we had like bubble machines going everywhere in the house their dungeon is like uh, that finished cement or whatever the fuck it is um, so anyway so it was like just so magical and beautiful and everybody's got horns and um, and so like we're really feeling it and um, I decide that I think it's gonna be a great idea that I want all of the gentlemen, there were four, I wanted us to do kind of like a 4th of July display because we weren't going to be together for 4th of July. So I decided I wanted everyone ass up on the cement outside and sparklers inserted into ginger or carrots. There were going to be three carrots and one ginger. Surprise! Um, so it somehow got diluted and we couldn't do that anymore so we decided that we were going to cuff one of the slaves up and force one of them to suck his dick for our pleasure and so once he got done choking on his dick i still had that ginger from the failed sparkler mission and so I decided that I had a slave tied up. I might as well, you know, play hide the ginger. <laughs> so I proceeded to shove the piece of ginger that I didn't get to use with sparklers into his ass. And I was like, you know what? 
I intentionally lost something in someone's ass. And yay! <laughs> and so I was like, there, poop, go in. And this guy is normally so clean. Like, I never have to worry about him. Like, he's the best. Oh my God, he's fantastic. But um, I think he forgot. <laughs> and so we decided to play, like, you know, go fish, you know, the card game. <laughs> um, we were gonna, you know, go fish. And so um, I got to go first because it was my idea. And so I don't recommend it, by the way. It's really, really messy. But I was successful in my first t attempt, so I won. And um, so we decided that we should step it up a little bit. And one of the goddesses that was with me that weekend, um, we <laughs> um, decided that we wanted to feel like a real family. And we decided to hold hands in this gentleman's ass. So, <laughs> I mean, he cleaned up after this, by the way. I let him out. And so, I went in first, because, you know, my hand knew the way. <laughs> and, um, and then she followed in, and we held hands, and it was a really romantic, magical moment in his ass. <laughs> um, there were lights like I said, and the bubble machine, and everyone was so beautiful, and um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I intentionally lost something in someone's ass. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, if you don't have a good face on that shit, yep. it's gone. Yeah, gone. You know? So, get a good base, people! In this next segment, Sparky explores confidence, empowerment, and beautiful booties. which is that I have the capacity to really enjoy topping. Yes, 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 okay. So the notion sort of came on me a couple months ago. Uh, me and some of my friends were hanging out, watching Bachelorette, as you yes. do. Watcher made some bad decisions, as always. And a bunch of us were, I think, one of our girlfriends had gotten some latex dresses, so it was like a little bit of show and tell. And I was like, oh my god, I want a latex dress. But not one that like goes all the way down. I would love like a fit and flare, you know? Yes. Fit and flare for everybody. Fit and flare for everybody, okay? <laughs> so um, I go to Etsy, I find this girl in Lithuania. <laughs> this adorable halter, like fit and flare dress. It's like halter a little band under the bus, and then it goes out. And it's like, you look like a little majorette. It's really yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, ooh, I'd love to order that. And then uh, a friend recently moved to Atlanta and was talking about the Dojanettes there, 1763, they're very cool. 
And we were all gonna go and help her unpack her boxes and get her shit together. And then maybe also like, go to this dinner and like, have some fun. And it's like, I don't really necessarily have a desire to bottom for anyone else than my partner, Biscuit, who I am very much in love with. It's our three year anniversary. Love you very much. Yes! Isn't that fucking adorable and crazy? Because I'm like the biggest slut, but now it's just concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, uh, wish him luck for the rest of our lives. Um, but I'm just like so finely attuned to Biscuit that, like, if I'm hiccuping and he tells me in like a very firm voice to just stop, then like I do. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so I don't necessarily, even for, for a scene, which I don't necessarily consider sexual, I can separate it a little bit, I don't really like want to be hit by anybody else, you know? I just want to get swats from my true love. <laughs> but... I'm thinking maybe we can play around on the other side. So I introduced this idea, and of course I'm uh, immediately peer pressured into fully considering it. So we go down to Atlanta. I have my adorable dress. The thing is on the Fourth of July. I have like these like um, like uh, thigh chafing like shorts <laughs> that have like a little lace on the bottom, so I don't get like chafy. <laughs> But they're red. So it's a blue dress and red shorts, and it's on the 4th of July. It's like Little Miss, Miss Captain America. <laughs> it is very adorable. Um, so we go in this cute little outfit, and I had agreed. And, and of course, I obtained the bottom consent for this story, but our friend B, who is very gorgeous, has one of the has one of the world's finest asses. Yes, she does. And, and our other friend, um, who is versatile, but is definitely a sadist, uh, <laughs> agreed to like help me and like co-top, because I was absolutely terrified of hurting me. And so she let me, let me like, mark her up on her body as to safe zones and stuff. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna strike inside this zone. I'm gonna be safe, I'm gonna, you know, I was very fucking focused. And then we got into this, I was like, oh shit, this is easy. Like, what are we all talking about? Um, but, so we get set up, she gets on this gorgeous bench with her gorgeous ass and her gorgeous titties. And, so a lot of tops that I've been with in my life are like very serious. And that's like, you know, a vibe. But it's not necessarily for me. And so it turns out that like my persona as a top, my being as a top, is just like very similar to who I am, which is like aggressively supportive. <laughs> A real hype woman. <laughs> and very adoring. <laughs> so we're trying different implements. I'm learning to swing on the flogger. I'm doing it very dancerly, like <laughs> and it feels very natural and very good and like an extension of myself. 
and there's this one fabulous implement that our friend has, which is basically a giant dong um, in a sock. And of course, as a bottom, and similar to be a thuddy bottom, um, I try things on myself, I know what they feel like, and so I know that this dong actually is a fabulous study implement. Like, it's not just a gag, it feels really, really good. So I'm like, whacking her with this dung, being like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and the world is like, filled with flowers and sunshine. And I'm like, wow, this is like, a whole other side of myself. And so, there's a part where my co-top is down at her ass, and I'm at her head, and I'm just cradling her head into my titties, which I look very good, as always. <laughs> I'm just cradling her head into my titties, and I'm like, you're so good. You're so pretty. I love you so fucking much. I just like having a total blast. So, um, it turns out that that is like a part of myself that I would like to explore more. Yay! And I had a really good time. And um, I think it's just because uh, being a top takes a lot of confidence. And I'm just so secure in my life, in my relationship, and who I am that I can like do that. Be like, yeah, I know what you want. It's this. <laughs> and let me tell you, Bottoms, it is what you want. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> so thank you, Patrick. <laughs>
so we have quite a bit of fun at this event. And um, so the whole, uh, so we end, we end the event, it's, it's fantastic. We go back home and of course, you know, we're aroused. We're having a great time, it was a great experience. It was very positive, very forward. So we get home, we get into the parking garage and I always like to park in the basement for more reasons than just one. <laughs> but the place that I like to park is right where everybody comes into the basement of the parking garage. And that doesn't seem to stop us at all. And so she kind of just gives me that look and give her the look back. And then all of a sudden we're on somebody's spare tire that's on the back of their SUV. And she's propped up and her heels are against the concrete. And it's, it's, this is actually happening. I'm so excited. And people are like coming in the garage. And then these fat boy dudes hop out of their BMW and they like see this. They're like walking over and they're like, oh, I think I can see something going on. It's like they browse around and they just like know and show what we're trying to pretend like they're not working on this the whole time. <laughs> so this whole thing is going on and we get back on the hood of my car and she's got the plug in this whole time, which is very difficult for her to keep in from what I understand. And it falls out and I'm like, this is my moment. <laughs> How is she gonna know? <laughs> so it falls out. It falls out. Like it's fine. So I go down, I pick it up, and I've already like properly lubricated everything before entry. And so she thinks that I'm putting the plug back in. And instead I go in and I see her reaction and so I stop. And I just wait. And I get the approval. <laughs> so I go for it. Not not rapidly, not rapidly. Just like the way that you're supposed to do this, you know, for your very first time. It's sensual. It's intimate. Did I what? Because I'm romantic. Because I also want to do it again. <laughs> So it's, it's amazing, I'm just in love with what's happening right now, and it all, it all, everything happens, everything happens. And you know, we both finish, we both get off, it's great, like all of this has happened in my parking garage, it's exciting. So she, you know, we, we kind of like clean up when we like talk about everything, and she's like, I squirted. I'm like, no! I squirted, I'm like, no. Was I so engulfed in being in your ass that I didn't even notice one of my favorite things? <laughs> so I'm like, let me fact check this. And so I look down right at the headlight below the, the driver's side tire, and there's this bottle. I'm like, oh, she squirted. I'm so excited. Oh, so that was our first animal experience. Thank you. It was a pleasure finishing you guys off for the night, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Foreplay Goes South podcast was recorded and produced by event host and podcast creator, Metanoia. These stories are recorded live every third Tuesday of the month at Petra's in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can catch our next live event on September 21st.
For more information about Foreplay Goes South, follow us at Foreplay GS on Facebook, FetLife, Instagram, and Twitter.